welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. Oh, at 36 weeks and the countdown to the whole point of this pregnancy malarkey is on the horizon. Your baby is almost here. How are you feeling at 36 weeks, Lucy? Nervous, excited, underprepared, but then also overprepared. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. I can remember that feeling. Bring on part one. What's happening for baby? Well, we haven't had a healthy food analogy for a while, so I give you the romaine lettuce. That is the size of your baby this week. By the end of this week, your pregnancy will officially be full term. Woohoo! You're almost there. Not too much more bouncing on a ball and practising breathing techniques. Oh, yes. This could mean you're going to meet your baby any day now. Oh, Babies born before 37 weeks are known as premature or preterm. And another fascinating fact, only around 5% of babies are born on their due date. Most women give birth sometime between 38 weeks and 42 weeks. So if, like me, your family were trying to pin you down and when you were going to give birth, you can offer them a four-week window at least. I went the full two weeks over, even though I was convinced I'd give birth before my due date. Oh, that's often the case for first-time mums, isn't it? Yeah. At 36 weeks, your baby's starting to shed the fine hair, which is called the lanugo, and the white, greasy substance called vernix that covers her skin while she's growing in your uterus. She'll swallow the hair and the skin and store it in her bowels as meconium, which is the black or dark green sticky substance. This meconium will become her first poo. Oh, delightful. (laughs) What's happening for you? You may begin to feel increased pressure in your lower belly by now and notice that your baby's gradually moving down into your pelvis. This is called lightening or engagement. And I remember how strange this felt. I could almost feel my daughter's head in my pelvis at this point. Yeah, I can remember that. Um, The good news is your lungs and tummy will finally get a chance to stretch a bit. So actually breathing and eating may well become easier. Yeah. Not walking though. No, (laughs) walking. (laughs) Bad news is that you may find walking's increasingly uncomfortable. Yes. I mean, if if you've seen John Wayne walk about, then... Yeah, you're going to basically like him. Think cowgirl. Some mums-to-be say they even feel as if their baby's going to fall out. I remember having those thoughts. just felt too low down. Sadly, that doesn't happen. No, no, don't (laughs) worry. It's completely common to feel like that, and your baby's not going to fall out. No, you're going to have to do a lot more pushing than that. Yes. You may also feel as if you need to go for a wee the whole time as your baby presses on your bladder. Do start or do keep on doing, because you've obviously been doing them for weeks, your pelvic floor exercises, because they really help. Yeah, clench, clench. Don't worry if you haven't felt your baby dropping down yet, particularly if you've had a baby before. Some babies engage weeks before birth, some don't move down until labour starts. Did your babies engage, Lucy? Yeah, mine did actually both engage a few weeks before, although I was still induced with my yeah. daughter. She still didn't, didn't no go any further. Um, I was, remember feeling really excited when the midwife used to estimate how engaged she was. Yeah, I can remember like you have a sort of fraction, don't you? Like, yeah. oh yeah, they're four-fifths engaged. Yeah. yeah. Quite exciting when that happens. Oh, it's so exciting. Thinking it's all getting closer. Too much to ask. This week's question is, how will I know if I'm in labour? 
perhaps everyone assumes, well, of course you're going to know, but actually not always. No, not always. And sometimes I think that mums are maybe in denial. Yeah. So I've got another little <laughs> cautionary tale for you here. Lovely tale. Yeah. So I had a friend who was a head at a school um, and she had quite a few signs of labour going on with her third child. Right. Okay. Um, but she just carried on. And then eventually she just said to her assistant, like, she was like, I think I might need to go to hospital. But <laughs> actually she was so far gone. Her assistant had to go beyond her job remit and oh she became goodness. her birthing partner. <gasps> Um, because she did actually just about make it to hospital, but her husband didn't make it there in time. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so listen to your body. Um, yes. And let's try and avoid those scenarios. So what should we be looking out for? A few telltale signs that you might be in labour um, include having an aching back, feeling sick or actually even being sick, mm-hmm. which feels odd, but it is the case. Having pain, so period-like pains, that kind of dull ache that you used to do with period. Yeah. And having also having diarrhoea. Actually yeah, so have a bit to of clear out, basically. Yes. Yeah. You're yeah. going to be sick, diarrhea. And then there's always contractions, aren't there? I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. Those little things. If you're starting to contract. Yeah. Uh, there's a great video on Baby Centre, so it's worth watching that. It's called How Will I Know? Yeah, I can't help but want to go, How will I know? How will I know if you really love me? Okay. Uh, yeah, and on the Baby Centre website as well, there are some great stories of going into labour. Yes. Um, so we thought we would share a few of them with you as everyone's experience is different. So one of these might ring true with what happens for you. Yeah, I love reading these. Yeah, these are really cool. So firstly, Amy's story. Yes, Amy. So Amy said, the evening before my due date, I had backache and felt all fidgety. That night I kept waking up with what I thought were Braxton Hicks. I wasn't really sure I was in labour. I hadn't lost my mucus plug and my waters hadn't broken. I only realised when the contractions suddenly jumped to being every three minutes from six minutes and each one felt a little stronger than the previous one. I never did see that plug, but I had a beautiful baby boy on my due date. Wow, that was lucky. Okay, so next up is Thea. I knew I was in labour when I woke at 1am with sudden back pain. I went to the bathroom and instantly had diarrhoea. So I knew this was it. The contractions came immediately after and were very close together. And lastly, Shyla's story. I didn't think I was in labour as I was timing my contractions and they didn't seem to be very constant. But I started to get scared and tearful when I realised I couldn't sit down or stay still when I was having one. There was no clear sign till I was five centimetres dilated and I lost my plug. Even then, the midwife had to tell me I really was in labour. I wasn't in any real pain till then. Oh, well, you always get one or two who are very lucky and don't get into pain. Yeah. Just think, in a few weeks' time, you will have a birth story of your very own. That's so exciting, isn't it, thinking about that? I didn't have a natural labour and was induced both times. So I always feel a bit jealous hearing when mums talk about their waters breaking or starting to have contractions in Liddles. I know, yeah, definitely. I mean, neither of us went into labour naturally. I was really overdue with my first child and took days to be induced into labour. And then I had a planned C-section with my second. So, yes, we've both dreamt of the waters breaking spontaneously. Film moments. Yeah, exactly. I know someone who was booked in for a planned C-section and then her waters broke quite spectacularly the night before and she had contractions all night. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. She was pretty annoyed, though. She really wanted that last night of good sleep before her baby arrived. Yeah. Never got it. And in case you're wondering, she did have the C-section as it was for medical reasons. Oh, right. What do you expect this week? Well, I think we have a vague idea of what happens next. You're going to have a baby soon. So make sure your bag is packed. If you're not sure what to take, listen to episode 27 at 32 weeks to find out what you should take. You may also be starting to think about the best position for your baby to be in. 
Not that you have much say over this. No. The best position for your baby to be in is head down with the back of his head towards the front of your tummy, which is called the anterior position. If your baby's in a bottom down position, so their legs are down first and their bottom, that's called the breech position. And if your baby's head down, but with the back of his head towards your back, that's occipital posterior position. It's all really confusing. Oh, gosh, it is. Yeah. Um, so the ideal head down anterior position is what you're aiming for, isn't it? Yes. And that's your baby fits snugly into the curve of your pelvis. And then during labour, your baby will curl his back over and tuck his chin into his chest. Yeah. And your labour and birth is more likely to progress smoothly if your baby is in this position. Yeah, it's very confusing, but you might see some of these phrases on your maternity notes. Yeah. And not that you can do much about it anyway, like we said. Punching air moment if you've got a head down anterior written in your notes. Yes. So if your baby isn't in the optimum position... Is there anything you can do about it? Well, some experts believe that certain positions that you get into can help move your baby from a back-to-back position into an anterior position. And that process is called optimal fetal positioning or OFP. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, there isn't much evidence that OFP will help your baby to turn, is there? No, but many midwives and women still think it's worth a try at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. And research shows that some positions can help provide relief from back pain associated with back to back baby positioning in late pregnancy and during labour, because it can be quite painful if you give birth to a back to back baby. If you're interested in OFP, these are some of the recommended positions. Oh, yes. So this is my part. Okay, So adopt a hands and knees position for 10 minutes twice a day. Lovely. This is a sign of the times because a few weeks back we were using these as sex positions but now they're birthing ones indeed okay so tilt your pelvis forward rather than back when you're sitting and ensure your knees are always lower than your hips check that your favorite seat or car seat doesn't make your bottom go down and knees come up so basically ditch the sports car yep If it does, then sit on a cushion or lift up your bottom. Great. Good tips there. Yeah. And most importantly, move around if your job involves a lot of sitting and make sure you take regular breaks. It's probably best to watch TV leaning forward over a birth ball if you're not already sitting on that ball in this stage of pregnancy. I definitely think I was by this time. Oh, that ball went everywhere with me, bouncing up and down on it. Yeah. And if you are sitting, make sure that your hips are higher than your knees. Okay, so upright positions and postures may help you feel more comfortable in later pregnancy. Yeah. yeah, so also getting used to them now will make it easier for you to find the same positions when labour starts. Yes, definitely. These are good labour positions. So that's all great, but you might not be able to change a position that your baby's in and don't worry too much about it. One thing that is important is you get a good night's sleep and don't worry about trying to get your baby into the right position when you go to bed. The best thing to do at this stage is to sleep on your side in the third trimester. That's really important, isn't it? It is. The advice is to start your sleep lying on your side. And if you wake up on your back, just to roll back onto your side. It's thought it can help reduce the risk of stillbirth to sleep on your side. Yeah, so there's something the most important thing. Okay, another thing to think about this week is who's going to look after your pets or even your other children when you go into labour? Oh yeah, I worried about this. I remember thinking about all the logistics when I'd had my daughter and I was pregnant with my son. I remember thinking, could a relative come to stay? Can they go and stay with a relative or a friend? And also pets can actually be really tricky and a bit of a worry because you can't pre-book them into a kennel yeah, or a cattery, can you? No. But you still don't want them to just leave, leave them. for them. three days, yeah. No. <laughs> You've got to be organised and you might be away from home for a few days so you need someone to look after them. You don't know whether your partner can pop back and check on them. You just don't know, do you? No, yeah. So you've got to have something in place. And I had a friend whose child had never stayed away before. Oh, and okay. she was obviously about to have her second child. Yeah. And I was like, oh, do you think you should do like a dummy run so that 
you know, your child doesn't come back the first time from Granny's and yeah. find that there's another sibling in the house. <laughs> so yeah, they did a little tester. Oh, that's great advice. And there's loads more ideas in Baby Centre community in your birth club. So sign up if you haven't and ask other people what they're doing. So that brings us to an end for this week. We should remind you that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should speak to your doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy and look forward to 37 weeks next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.